Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell, and the understated undertaker, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. That's right, we said World Trumpet Federation. Not local, not regional, world. We've got high hopes for our ability to save the trumpet world one podcast, one blog, and one article at a time. Stop by www.worldtrumpetfederation.com and check out all the offerings to make your trumpeting life better. Whether you're a trumpet player or just someone who loves one, the WTF is the place to be. And by the Rowan University Trumpet Studio, led by Head of Brass Dr. Brian Appleby Weinberg and Jazz Trumpeter Jonathan Barnes of the United States Navy Commodores, the Rowan University Trumpet Studio provides intense student-centered instruction that is highly individualized. The studio is typically home to 15 to 20 dedicated trumpet students from diverse backgrounds who enjoy a wide range of opportunities in brass band, wind band, jazz combos, orchestra, opera, and all things in between. Trumpet students at Rowan major in different academic programs including performance, music, business, and industry, engineering, pre-med, music education, composition, and music therapy. For more details, visit www.rowan.edu. The Rowan University Department of Music. Expect more achieve more. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up, couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to uncover, unearth, yet never underestimate information that we believe is unique to ubiquitous trumpeters. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, warming up is brought to you by Chop Saber. That perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan, the Wizard of Gauze, Gosling. So follow that all-natural yellow brick road over to ShopSaver.com and order yours today. Whether you do it for you, for someone else, or just for good. Oh, hey, Glenda. I mean, Brian. How are you today? There you go. Holy Reference moly. to our recording. I like it. Wizard of Gauze? I actually cleared that with Dan ahead of time. He just sent back the crying, laughing emoji, like a whole paragraph of That's it. That's a nice job there, Alphaba. <laughs> You're welcome. Definitely the way it worked out. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to I wanted to give some some people some cornet hope again this week. Um, Here we I go. know th- I know that people might be nervous about playing cornet first thing in the morning as they get their cornet game in in check this um, this all. new year. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and then I, I and I think that some of that stems from the idea that people need to um, are, are a lot of trumpet players are worried about changing mouthpieces like. If I change this mouthpiece, it's going to affect my trumpet playing. It's going to affect your trumpet playing in a positive way. But I also want to say that it is possible. I have a friend who um, is a great trumpet player, um, Will Gregory. He lives in Philadelphia, um, tremendous trumpet player. And he, uh, his quest when he was playing soprano in the brass band was one rim to rule them all. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> So he 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 um he went on this this quest right to uh, to get a rim that would work for his face, where he could play the extremes of the soprano requirements and also play like low B flat trumpet excerpts, um and he he worked it out and he he you know changed all the the back equipment you know the the cup depth and the throat and the back bore, um but so you could do that like if you're really freaked out about the rim you can you can get manufacturers to to get a rim that works on all that different stuff. But, mm-hmm. uh, but it's okay. I was, you know, just thinking about our conver- mouthpiece conversation last week, but it is okay. The more you switch mouthpieces, the easier it gets. Oh, I'm, um, absolutely. So you yeah, don't need yeah. to worry so much about it. So yeah, cornet Vin- in the morning. Vince DiMartino was somebody who used to use the, the same rim all the time. If you walked into his studio at Kentucky, what you saw on all of the horns were just stems Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> and then he would just go screw, just screw the rim on. Mm-hmm. So if he liked the idea of it, felt the same for him all that's the right. time, and he had yeah. that, he had that all worked out at the time. I'm not sure if that's still the same, but the idea of switching back and forth, you're exactly right. Because you know, I mean, I play bass trumpet, so I'm certainly not going to be using the same rim <laughs> on bass trumpet as I am, you know, on B flat or, yeah. or piccolo. But if you do it every day, the switching back and forth is just not a big deal. Yeah. I believe that uh, nearly anybody could just get used to it, and it'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, after a while, you dial in something that really works really well with that specific horn. You know, I mean, I don't want the same thing on my E flat as I do on my B flat. Right. I'm That's expecting the thing that you to be watch different. out for and looking for 
if you're looking for one thing to be the same everywhere, you want to make sure you're not compromising. Yeah, you, you, sure. you want to you want to make sure that you're doing the best thing for that instrument. And hey, if that is the same rim and that is what works best for you, knock yourself out. But it certainly doesn't have to be. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, it. So the cornet in the morning, and don't worry. Man, that's a really long way around to get to that, Brian. <laughs> well done, Joey. What wow. do you have for us? Well, uh, you know, we're back. Uh, it's it's the new year, and you know, heading back into school, but. So, I imagine most people took some time off, but I've been out and about. Yeah, so you've been I, busy. I've been busy. So I was up in Chicago for a couple of days, and I've not been up there in a bit to go do some playing with a, a guy named Brett Eldridge. I, I I did not know who he was before I went in. He had a, a Christmas show that got postponed, and whoever was supposed to play it before couldn't work, so they called. I went up there to play. Got to go play with some of my friends up there. Like It's a big band Christmas show, which has been a lot of fun to get up and play. And then following that right up, but going down to the Louisville uh, Symphony Orchestra. Uh, I know Brian, when I say LSO, thinks of London, but I yes, don't think of so. Course. <laughs> I, I think it's Louisville. It's a little farther of a commute. <laughs> uh, yeah, my commute to Louisville is not bad at all. Uh, get down to Kentucky. I hear that they do this, uh, some bourbon down there. I may have to, uh, to oh, check yes. that out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but There's they're, a trail they're a, uh, and everything. A, they're doing a world premiere of a piece written by their musical director. Uh, it's a piano concerto. But the trumpet part has some. With an insane has, trumpet part. It has, it has some stuff. There's a solo and it's kind of swing like and there's some there's some things. But, uh, you know, just the idea of like, hey, if you think you just don't have to practice like, no, 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 we're still going to be playing. But, you know, I like as I say, I like to, to do as many things as possible. But here's what I got to wedge in this week. I'm going to play with the with Louisville and I'm going to get out there and do the recordings. We just had a cat sighting across Brian's yeah, screen. Brian, is everything is that okay cat? there? I think we're, <laughs> Bill and I both just got immediately distracted. What's happening? Meg is saying hello this morning. Yeah. Well, that's good to see. Um, but so here's what's going to happen this week, though, because, you know, I've got the normal orchestra uh, schedule. But on Thursday night, this may be the highlight of, of uh, the end of the break for me. I'm playing the national anthem at the IU Ohio State men's basketball game. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Perfect. So, so sure, go to Chicago and play with this guy. I'm sure play with an orchestra and stuff, but this is what I'm excited about. All right, I'm going to be out on the floor. I've already I've already picked up my shoes. I know you I was guys say, are worried. I want to know what you're wearing. <laughs> All right, so I've been I've been thinking about this a lot because they normally are voice faculty that do this. If you've ever been to an IU men's basketball game, there's one of the voice faculty comes out and sings the national anthem. Mm -hmm. And when it's been Tim Noble, who's great, he wears this red blazer and he's awesome. He puts out this, you know, big voice. And I'm like, okay, I, I can't pull that off. But what <laughs> I do blazer. have, <laughs> I can't wear a red blazer. It's crazy. <laughs> I have some old, uh, some vintage Jordans that are high tops and red. Yep. I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm going there. Yeah. I guess the question is. Do I wear the stripedy pants? You if do. You've seen here. I, yeah. Yeah. You showed these to us when we were out there. Yeah. I do think I you got to do the, the stripe. You got to wear the stripedy pants and you got to wear the Who's Your Daddy t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that. No, no, no. I think you got to do it. You could but pull I, that see, off. I can do that as I you, am a Who's Your Daddy. I have two daughters at school here. Yeah. Who's Your Daddy t shirt. And make sure when you go out, that you keep the trumpet down out of the way for just a second so somebody can get a good picture of it, and then horns up, and off you go. All right, I'll see if I can get a good picture, and we'll, we'll post that. On, now, is this on, just a uh, solo? This is not backed up by the pet band? No, it's with the band. The pet band plays as well. Now, yeah. okay. next question. Who's covering the first three notes for you because they're so low? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I hadn't thought that maybe I'd just sing it. No, that would be a terrible idea. <laughs> you could play the first three on bass and then switch and back switch. to B flat. Well, yeah, I plan on using at least tune. six horns to get through. I know the that's hard for you. That That's the register you're concerned about. Oh, yeah. But after the first three notes, we're good. You're good to go. <laughs> nice memory. Good call. Yeah, I remember so that's that what's up. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm very excited for. But, you know, a good, you know, uh, busy playing schedule during the break. But the national anthem, I'm I'm quite looking forward to. Well, will there be footage of this? Will we be able to hear it? I don't know. I don't okay. think they normally show that. Post on, on YouTube. You have to come YouTube to Assembly channel. Hall. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Bill, what do you got for us this morning? Well, not a lot. It's a pretty simple concept, but I just wanted to put it out there. And this may not be popular, but... I'm excited to get back. 
like yeah. enough of the break. Like I'm ready for the routine. I'm ready to, to teach. I'm ready to get involved with rehearsals and then the travel schedule with the festivals. Hopefully it all holds up and all that. But I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority here, but like I'm ready for the break to be over. I'm done with it. Like, let's go to work. Oh, that's wow. interesting. Yeah, I, I think most people, how do I say this nicely? There are lots of people, I won't say most people. There are yeah. lots of people who don't like their jobs. So they uh. look forward to the vacations. <laughs> yeah. Right. We yeah, like that, our jobs. We, yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. It now, listen, could I me. use another week here and there? Sure. Like, yeah. would, I take, would I take a week in a vacation maybe to go, I don't know, skiing or something like that? But uh, uh, maybe. Well, but but I I, hear, I'm absolutely ready to get back and start, uh, you know, beating up yeah. students again. I think that's great. I hear Tahoe's nice this time of year. Oh, that's what an interesting call. But, that's an interesting but, call. Yeah. Let's look at that, right? So think about instead of this huge break over Christmas, right? We take the week off and we have Christmas. Let's save those. Let's bank those other couple weeks. Maybe spread them out. One in February, one in March. I don't, I don't know. I like this idea. Well, of course, I didn't end up doing this. Like, I go up to Chicago and I'm heading out to right. Louisville. You know, I, I, I'm, right. a, I'm an idiot but because uh, I like to play, so I want to go do these sorts of things. Well, but, that's uh, interesting, too, right? Is play, This is what some of my colleagues in other areas don't understand. We've talked about this for years at the university is, like, uh, we play down there. What you're doing down there in the high center, you're playing, you know, right. working, because we call it that's play. Right. It's not right. working the trumpet. Yep. Yeah, but it, oh, well, it we have watched way. people who work the trumpet. We don't normally enjoy it. <laughs> <We don't, laughs> no. In fact, it might be the reason we're sitting here. Well, yeah. Bill, you know how, how, how much time do you have left before you have to be back, have to be back working? Uh, I, we start classes on the 10th this time. Our, we used to have a J term, which is right. now gone. Oh, your J term's oh, gone. Right. right. A J term was awesome because I really just taught applied lessons. I made sure everybody got you know two or three lessons in J term, and then off we start the spring semester. But now yeah. we just start on January 10th. Right. Yeah. And when do you guys go back? We're not back till the 18th. Mm. Oh, we're also back on the 10th. <clears throat> 18th? Yeah. Eight. Well, yeah, but it's That's Jersey. That's just because you've got to get people to come back to Jersey. It's harder. <laughs> it is. It's hard <laughs> to convince People need more them. of a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to get out of New Jersey. <laughs> and they're in school. I know this because my son teaches out there. They're in school in Jersey until July 30th, I think. <laughs> and then they turn around and go back on August 15th. <laughs> yeah. Those, those public school teachers, that's a quick summer. It's brutal. Very, it's not very a summer. They're there a long time. Yeah. yeah. But they get it a lot of It is late June. It's late June and then... And then right back, middle of August. It's, yeah. Yeah, brutal. Anyway, I'm just excited. Like, I am excited to get back. The break was great, but let's go. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. He's ready. That's Are you guys fantastic. ready? I'm ready. Well, Joe, you've been at it anyway. Brian? I I'm going to enjoy my next two weeks off. <sighs> wow. Hmm. All right. I am meeting with students this coming week, though. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count as off, then. No, yeah. it's not off. Not no. at all. Um, yeah. Listen, I'm excited about today. We got a new game. Oh, new game. No. You have been very busy with. I've been busy, creative, very productive, super creative. And I have to credit my son Elliot because uh, we did some travel and went to see some relatives, and uh, so I was kind of sitting there your working son, on some things. But, but my boy, but he's your boy, no yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> okay, just making um, sure. He was part of the creative process on this. In fact, this game was his idea that we do this because he found wow. this. He found so, it. Well, he or like, founded he, it. No, he found it. He he brought so it up it to already me and said, exists. "He goes, you should do this game." It exists. Uh -oh. I stole it. Yeah. He told me about it, pointed me toward it. It's it's a game that they played on the uh, Ellen DeGeneres show. Okay. Boys, we're about to play the five-second rule. <laughs> now, let me explain to you how it works. We're going right. to do, pra do practice round. I have my phone and timer ready today because you don't ever want to hear this. This is the thing that you want to avoid today in this game. Avoid the duck. You want to avoid the duck because that well, means Brian, you're... Doesn't that mean that's when Brian throws up, right? <laughs> yeah, that's when yeah. Brian throws up. That's right. Clark 2 before the duck hits. On E flat. Now, here's the way it works. I'm going to ask you a question. Basically, I'm going to say to do to name something, right? Okay. And then you have five seconds to name, to create the list that I ask you for. So I have a practice round ready. A whole list? <laughs> oh my five so, so it's usually three things. I'm going to ask you to name three things within five seconds. But you just oh, don't know what those no. topics are until there's I drop no, it on you. There's no way we're going to be able to do oh, it. Oh, I think you're going to be incredibly successful. We're going to be great at this, like the, all the other games we're great at. <laughs> I think it's going to go really well. So here, are you ready for practice round? Here's yes. a practice no. question. All right, Brian, are you ready? <laughs> oh, they're individual. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, because it's one against the other, and then you either win the round or you don't. Or okay. I, or I do, and then I get the points. Okay, perfect. There's a card. All right. <laughs> Practice round. Here we go. Oh my gosh. Hi, Brian. Question one. Get points with that. Name three vehicles made by Toyota. <laughs> Corolla, Forerunner, and the Impreza. No. Impreza, no. Subaru. Impreza oh, that's Subaru. Subaru. So that means you can I lost. steal? <laughs> no, because oh, you'd man, have to do it trouble. within five seconds, and you've had more time to think about it. That's right. the premise. No, you can't steal. Stealing's not a part of this. I don't like this game. Right. Neither is multiple choice. Okay. All right, Joey, here's your practice question. Oh, my okay. gosh. Name three brands of e-bikes. Well, I might have uh, started Aventon, early. Aventon, Ride One Up, and uh, Schwinn. Wow. Yeah. Well Schwinn done. makes an e-bike? They do. Okay. I'm going to have to check You were on a Giant, out. weren't you? No, you were on a... What he was, was on we, a track. We, we, we were, were on the track. No. Yeah, we were on tracks. Yeah. yeah. We were seen buzzing Camp Hill on treks. Yes, we were. That was so fun. We buzzed and several neighborhoods. Bill was giggling the whole way. I, we all I were. have to admit, it took me three seconds to go, oh, <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. We could and not now, have looked down our nose more at e-bikes no. in general, and then and we it, got on them, and we were like, uh, oh, my gosh. Speak for yourself. I'm the one who was like, I think this is a good idea. That's and true. I but brought you guys with me. And I hooked it up. Yeah. Yes. I got us a ride perfect. on e-bikes. And, and now... You're all in. All yeah, I, I actually, converts. I have one. I'm riding a right. ride one up. But, I, I use it as a commuter now. But I'm still saying that's not cycling. That's a different thing altogether. It's not completely different. No, it's not. It's not cycling. I'm not. I can't call it that. You right. are. You are pedaling a bicycle yeah. and mm -hmm. moving forward. Sort of. Not sort yeah. of. That is what you're doing. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Round one. Are you ready, Brian? Yes. Right. No. This is for real now. Okay. Brian, name three. Mouthpiece makers. Picket, Bach, Yamaha. Hey, there you go. And you avoided the duck. Okay. Well done. See, that was easy, wasn't it? That was good. He did really well there. All right. <laughs> Round one, Joey. That was really hard. Name three cornet makers. Uh, Bach, Besson, Yamaha. Well done. See, this is easy. Okay. I still hear the duck, right? I, I like love the, the duck. duck. I the do duck, too. I'm the hoping duck that... is doing great work. I'm hoping that Brian has some sort of sympathetic reaction to this and just starts retching. <laughs> right in the middle Marty of nauseous. <laughs> you mean nauseated. I think so. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I feel nauseous from that comment. You mean nauseated? Yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. Round two. Brian, name three famous lead players. Uh, Doc Severinsen, Joey Tartell, Maynard Ferguson. Oh, I don't well, think you made it. And I'm not sure. You didn't make it, for one thing. <laughs> and I didn't say local cats. Yeah. <laughs> Joey's a local cat? <laughs> no. Yeah. And Maynard wasn't really a lead guy, cat. was he? Maynard's local. He, was, he played the, Canada he, and the U.S. played the solo chair, didn't he? Right. Okay. Joey, round two. <laughs> Name uh -oh. three principal cornet players. <laughs> Brian Alfie Weinberg. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> oh, and the duck wins. <laughs> no shot. Wow. <laughs> you know Tom. Oh, yeah, you know Tom, Tom Hutchinson. Hutchinson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I folded. And you know Brian. I said Brian. And um, Phil Smith, Ian Cole Ross. Oh, yeah. Ian. Oh, Come on, Principal man. and Grimy. Yeah, I, I, I choked. And Grimy. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Here we go. Round three. Brian, name three cuts of steak. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was brutal. <laughs> oh, man. I think that's a great question for a vegan. Broaden your... Yes. That was All awesome. Right. To right. be fair, he did buy a steak. To be fair. Place <laughs> to be fair, he did buy a steaks. All right, Joey, your follow-up question, round three. Name three legumes. Uh, let's see. <laughs> mushrooms? Are mushrooms legumes? Cashews are legumes? Cashews are legumes, right? But not, oh, not fungus. No, cashews are legumes, aren't they? Those are fungi. No, <laughs> cashews are... Yeah. Yeah, so legumes would be like peanuts, soybeans, peas, lentils, chickpeas. That's why I got to cashews. I, yeah. I screwed it up. I heard it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are 
really underperforming on this. I'm oh, I think shocking. we're performing exactly as we expected. <laughs> and exactly Your as work Bill on planned. this is not overrated. <laughs> it might rated. not even be rated. I think it's rated. This okay. is where I would have rated us. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Brian, here we go. Round four. Brian, get us started okay. off here. Name three things that you wear to a job interview. A tie, a jacket, <laughs> and pants. <laughs> See? Wow. Well that done. Good. That was good. <laughs> you you avoided it. A tie. Well yeah, done. Yeah, a tie good. to a job interview. That's, that's a good idea. That's fantastic. All right, Joey, round four. Name three things you should take to a gig. Your horn, your mouthpiece, and uh mutes. Well done. Wow, well done. Other possible answers, your horn, uh your mouthpiece and a spare horn. <laughs> that's yeah certainly absolutely would be another another way to go with that oh my gosh well I, we're coming to an end here this is round five okay of the five second rules our last question of the day all right brian <laughs> name three trumpet players who live in albuquerque new mexico <laughs> bryn marciando john marciando and peter bond oh wow. didn't make it didn't, didn't make beat it. the duck and your own teacher you Safe wow. to laugh. And you named Bryn first chair. <laughs> She's first chair, Albuquerque. She's first chair, Albuquerque. First chair, I think All in right. favor? Aye. aye. Motion carried. We just I guess they, they can't see if we just raise our hands. That's right. why I said aye. Yeah. Yeah. We're good at this radio thing. Yeah. Podcast, I think. All right, Joey, this is radio. it. Last question. How old are you? Oh my God. <laughs> Hey, could you send me the cassette of this podcast? <laughs> I'll send you the eight track. Send me the tape. The real to real. <laughs> I put this on on wax cylinders and then Come I on, mail man. them and I mail them out through the Pony Express. Yes, my first car had an eight track player in it. <laughs> in the car, it of course yeah. it did. Uh, all right, I made my Maynard mixtape and put it in there. Sweet, because I could record to eight track. Okay. <laughs> wow. Holy I could moly. dub stuff to a. I used to dub from vinyl to a track so I could play it in my car. Yeah, wow, that's serious equipment. There are a lot of people listening right now that have no idea what you're talking about. I know. <laughs> well, that's okay because sometimes I don't know what other people are talking about. The eight track, which you know, the fade out and the kookum because it gives yes, track, the track and the fade track, back you're in. Like, you're like, yes, yes, I love this track. All four tracks. Oh. I never thought about this before, but the eight track is sort of like the Clark book. You mean that the, you, you know only know four of them? Four of them. There's four <laughs> tracks. There's four things to do. All right, last question, the five-second rule. Joey, name three British brass bands. Uh, you just named one of them. Uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I have failed as a them. friend and colleague. Yeah, crap. Brian just named Grimy. Right, Grimy and then... Grime Thorpe, uh, Collier Dyke, Bent, Black Dyke, Corey, Dyke, Lindley, sure. Corey, yeah. Brighouse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. All over it. Wow. <laughs> As expected, we were nails. We did you guys work. killed that. And when I when I say killed it, I mean it's dead. killed it. It's dead. <laughs> Maybe we should back up and run over it again just to make wow. sure it is. Wow. All right, boys. Time for a couple things. None of us are immune uh, to those negative thoughts and voices that occupy our minds. So when we're trying to perform, practice, or simply focus on the task at hand, sometimes we have trouble with that. So we thought it'd be helpful for us to shine some light on this subject. Get it out in the open. Talk about some ways that we quiet the noise. I love that moment of silence there. Yes. That's what we're after got to find ways to create some space for positive practice and to be productivity and tune out all that daily stuff that steals our attention. What do you got? I want to talk about two things, uh, getting rid of those voices, both in practice and in performance. I want to, I want to talk about mm, both I of like them it. and I think they're different, I right? Like it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, from the practice, uh, you know, me, I'm an oversimplifier, right? <laughs> so mm -hmm. from the practice, you know, there's always, there are a lot of, a lot of people around and you'll read of these things that say, oh, don't think, just play, don't think, just play. And I really think that's right when you're performing. Like when you're performing, I think the only thought in your head should be, this is going to sound great. And then it's, you know, you're thinking about what's about, you know, focusing on the music you're about to create. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Just the idea of I've practiced, I'm ready, I've rehearsed, this is going to sound great and getting out and being that simple, right? Right. Practice is harder because 
you do want to be thinking. You want to be aware because you're trying to then get some stuff done rather than just have a performance. So I think first off mm. is having the space, literally the physical space that is set aside and for that time and that purpose is for one thing only and that is getting practice done. If you're somewhere where people are, you know, walking in and out and interrupting and bothering and stuff, it's so much harder. I think you need an actual place that is isolated and is set aside for your own practice. Do you guys think, what do you guys think about that part as a place yeah. to start? It's the first thing on my list. And I'm, I'm like saying it a little bit differently, but in a sense, it doesn't really matter where it is. Like you're saying, right. but I, this concept of creating sanctuary, like creating that sanctuary, wherever it is, whether it's the same practice room or your basement or whatever, but something that when you get into that space physically, it kind of, motivates you or evokes that mental response of getting in the space psychologically. I like it. Yeah. And I, it, I think I would actually make sure that you don't have distractions in that space, not just other people, but we carry our phones with us all the time. Um, maybe put it on airplane mode, um, you know, limit the, um, the email ding on your computer, right? If you're using your computer to practice, if you're reading music off your iPad, don't have your text messages coming up. Uh, you have to, we don't have enough time as it is. And if you're, if the time that you're taking is going to be distracted time, I think you're going to be in real trouble when you get to, when you're trying to think positively for a performance. Yeah. I love that, Brian. That's also on my list, which is to not give oxygen to things that uh, get in the way of your focus. Like it's okay to turn off your phone. It's okay not to answer messages. It's okay to be out of touch and uh, insist, you know, that I think it's more than okay. I think it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> if you're going to sit there and, you know, be inundated with, you know, even just messages, not even from friends, like, you know, you get a, a ESPN alert or New York times alert or anything like that. You can right. be, Oh, well, what's going on there? Oh, then you're out. It pulls yeah. you out of that. It pulls space. you out. This is the, and, and again, the idea of not being distracted, you know, especially when you're in school, there are times when people can, you know, they'll come by your practice room and open the door and, you know, chat and all this stuff. This is what started me practicing early. I thought, when is the time where I'm going to be least distracted and able to be, uh, get the most done? And it's before anybody else is doing anything. Right. So yeah. yet another reason to find not only a place, but the time. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. and, and so once, once you have your place, and you're exactly right, it doesn't have to be the same physical space every day. It's just got to be a place where you know this is practice place now, and then you need the time, and you need real amounts of time to do this. And it doesn't have to be four hours in a row, but even if it's I've got 20 minutes, the next 20 minutes are practice time. That means, you know, what you're talking about, phone either off or in airplane mode. That means I am going to focus on practice and practice alone and that's it otherwise you're just not getting done and i will tell you those of you who are in college right now <laughs> on every college campus there are these people they're the at least usually it's the same person but it's these two types of people that exist there is the things were so much better in the past everything was great Back mm -hmm. then, everybody was great. Everybody was awesome. And everything's so much better and everything stinks now. There's that person <laughs> who is also the person usually talking about how they practiced four, six, eight, ten hours a day. Right. I don't know where they manufacture these people, but they're at every music <laughs> school in the country. Yes, they are. <laughs> and they're yeah. all full of crap. <laughs> all <laughs> The idea, I have never practiced eight hours a day in my life. And if I, if I really did, I don't think I'd be able to play by the end of the day. Right. That's yeah. too much time of beating the horn against your face. If you're <laughs> really practicing, yeah. but boy, if you can set aside 20 minutes and walk in and really work something out, then you've got something done. Well, there is the possibility too, of being really selective. I mean, we should all do this in every part of our life of being selective about who you spend time with, right. And who you associate with, in that regard, right? Mm -hmm. So even within the culture of a music school, there are groups of people that hang out together or are drawn together for whatever reason. And if you can find an accountability partner in that particular group, that actually could be helpful. Right? Oh, sure. Yeah, you know that what I mean? can be helpful. Right. Because then you're, you're kind of 
you're kind of weeding out all the possible negativity and you come to an agreement with someone that this is what we're going to do. This is realistic and we're going to hold each other accountable to this many hours a day. No, it's not six or eight, but the three or four hours we do spend or two hours, whatever it happens to be on a given day is going to be productive. And you're right. going to have someone to report back to on that. All right. So you so now we've got our, our space and now we've We've created the time. These are the these are sometimes the hardest part because everybody's schedule's busy and there's where right. are you going to go. So now you need a plan of I'm going to sit down, and this becomes the hard part because you sit down and go, well, maybe I'll just check Facebook. Maybe I'll just see what the <laughs> score is. Maybe I'll just so uh, I I tell my students this: you should stand out literally stand physically outside your practice space. And before you walk in and start practicing, think, what am I going to do in this practice session? What am I looking to accomplish? You know, my first practice session of the day is, you know, fundamental. So that's pretty much, you know, that's the thing we've all talked, we've talked about a lot. So I know what I'm doing when I hit here. But then later in the day, usually when I'm done teaching, I've got the stand next to me, which is like the music I'm working on. Okay, what do I hope to accomplish in the next practice session? I would like to get through this etude. I would like to work out these six bars. You know, like mm -hmm. right now it's, can I play this crazy solo from the Louisville Symphony? And I walk <laughs> into a room like, all right, I'm on a, I, so I've, I've been on, let's let's play through the piece and listen to the piece and I've got the score and the trumpet part and a, and a MIDI realization as it's a world premiere, so there's no recording. So, all right, uh, so th this practice session is, I'm going to listen to this with the score. This practice session is, I'm gonna work you know, I'm going to play through the piece to see what it feels like. This practice right. session is, I am now going to knock down the nuts and bolts of this trumpet solo. Yeah. You know, but the idea of what, before you walk into that room, here's what this practice session is. And then that's all you're doing for that period of time. And when you're done with that, stand up, walk back outside, walk down, get yourself a little drink, maybe some Diet Coke. I have a little bit of a problem, as you might know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, boom, you take that break because breaks are part of practice. They are. So and then I'm you glad to take that break. And I'm glad to hear you say this too. You know, listening is part of practice. It's mm -hmm. part of the process, right? Or or reading about it is part of practice, whatever. This is this is great. The next thing, very next thing on my list was that. Be intentional about each session. So as I lay them out, those sessions out across the week for students, sometimes I'll even number and label them. You know, practice session twelve of fifteen this week. You know, yeah. practice session five of ten for you this week. And you're considering those long-term and short-term goals the whole way through there. And you know specifically what each session is going to be about. And, yeah. and, and eventually you settle in on even what time of day is better for you to do certain things. <laughs> you know, I'm more productive doing routine fundamentals first thing in the morning because then I know I'm going to do it. I'm better at repertoire if I have an afternoon session or a shorter session. So, yeah, being intentional. I mean, don't just go in the room and go, well, i got to practice. I wonder what's up today. I think, it's, I think you zoom out. Zoom not, out and 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 avoid watching the clock. Uh, you know, you if you mm -hmm. want to set aside some time so you know you have it, that doesn't mean one you have to fill up all of that time, or two that that's your goal. Your right. goal isn't to practice an hour at at a time. Your goal is to to get stuff accomplished. So if you walk in and it gets done relatively quickly, walk out and think, okay, now I take a break. Do I have time to do something else, or am I done for right now? Right, and I'll come back later. The time is not the important part. The commitment to getting stuff done is the important part. Yeah, agree. When when you're in the when you're in the practice room and you're playing, um, I often have students. I have two students with two issues. One is they they don't realize where their mind is going. Like they don't know that it exists on its own and it, it will just go to various things to concentrate on. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> so if you really want a window into into what you're what you're actually thinking about um, just a little meditation uh, exercise is helpful. I found um, uh, the meditation app headspace. If you just do the first 10 exercises, it takes 10 minutes. He just talks you through a little 10 minute meditation. It's a great exercise just to realize where your mind is going and that it leaves immediately from the thing you're trying to concentrate <laughs> on. Right. Um, and so I've done this with students and I, I had a student, um, in 10 a 10 minute thing he he uh he when we finished he was sitting there and he said i had no idea my mind was doing all of that he said in the first two minutes i wanted to run screaming from the room there was mm -hmm. so much going on in my head and um 
yeah, that's all the noise. So if you don't realize you have the noise, I mean, you could, it's a great way to sort of check and see what's, what's going on. The second thing is when I'm practicing, and I'm sure this happens to a lot of people, a lot of other things come up. I have to do this later on. I have to do the shopping. I have to pick up the dry cleaning. I have to do this meal. I have to get gas for the car, whatever it is. You have to do this assignment for theory. Um, I found it very helpful to have a piece of paper there and when something comes up in my head that I have to remember, I write it down on the piece of paper. Hmm. I'm not going to solve that issue right then. And it's also not going anywhere, but I want to stop thinking about it. And so if I write it down, I have it there. It's, it's not going any space that I'm, I'm going to lose track of it. And it lets me get back to the thing I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. I, for me, that's therapeutic too. I make checklists all the time and write it down and then I'll, I'll remember it later. What's, What's too bad is I mean, if, if there were just a, a resource that, let's say, tied this together for trumpet players, for example, something to focus on or to meditate on while you were practicing. Like, let's say, I don't know, like, like studies, poem, like, like a poem like, or something like that etudes. Yeah. Like, but let's huh. say it was all in one book. I'm just just spitballing here. Follow me. You Hold open on. the book and on something on which you could contemplate. Oh, wait, I've got it. Hold on a second. So what you're saying, let me see. Hold on, hold on. You're saying like a book <laughs> yeah. that gave you a resource for uh -huh. which to focus on the music. Yes. Wow. So then that huh. way you're fo because as we know, it's easier to focus. That could be, I don't think that could be done. I, I, I think Has it, it ever could been be. done. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to do some digging. Where where would you go and look for something like that? Well, this is just a suggestion, but I'd start at williamstoneman.com. Wow. And Shameless. to answer your next question. Shameless. Free shipping. But in all seriousness, <laughs> um, in, in all seriousness, this is part of the reason that I, I did my project, which was we are entirely scattered. And it's it's almost impossible to not focus on something. We've covered this before. In our, in yes. Time. But, but it's way better to focus on something specific and draw your attention to it. And Brian, it's interesting because you brought up the headspace thing because someone did a, a little testimonial for me on the book and talked about the fact that I'm going to use these now and cancel my subscription to headspace, which I thought nice. was an incredibly generous thing to say, but, and I don't suggest that you do that, but, but this is the intent of the, the contemplative studies is that it puts something in front of you um, that draws you into that moment in that space and that ties it directly into the trumpet playing, which is what we're talking about today. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we talk uh, and this, uh, when we get to performance, this is mm -hmm. where away from the trumpet, everyone should read. And what I mean is books, not just <laughs> in quick internet articles, but books. Um, when you read a book, if you're really into the book, this is why when people go and see movies and they're like, oh, the book is always better. Well, there's a couple of reasons people say that all the time. One, uh, the book can be much more detailed and you only have, you know, two hours to get everything into, into the movie and there, you just can't put everything there. But two is that if you're really reading that book and you're really in it, then mm. you are inside that world and it's almost like you forget that you're even reading. You're, you're essentially creating a movie inside of your own head. You right. see everything, you create everything, right. and you do all of that. That is the kind of focus you want when you're performing. Right. You want and to have that, you're in that music and creating that universe, so there is nothing outside of it. Yeah, and that's a process, you can't underestimate this, that's a process that must be practiced. Yes. Right. I mean, all of this is like you can't expect to go back on Monday and just go, great, I'm going to be intentional and focused now. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're going to get frustrated. You're, yeah. So which is also your, fun. It is. But give yourself time to figure this out. And reading a book, an actual, you know, chapter book or whatever, allows you to practice the process of diving into that, you know. Yeah, yeah um, everyone everyone should read. I got a couple of good books for Christmas I need to get into. Yeah. Uh, but you, you should always have some books going, which is why um, if you can get to this kind of focus, there are times where you'll get stuff done quicker, and there are other times where you'll just be in there and say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I've been here this long. Right, yeah. You know, you'll get in, and you'll be working, and you'll be working, and you'll be working, and you'll be working, and you're like, okay, wow, I really got something done, and it'll feel like you practice for about 15 or 20 minutes, and you realize, Oh my, it's been almost an hour. Yeah, because it's it's less about the time. It's not about the time. It's about no. what you're getting done. And yeah. when you can really free yourself of that external, the, the noise, right? The right. external complications and really focus on what you're doing. Wow, the productivity can go through the roof. 
So I want to take us in, maybe it's all in the same direction here, but I want to take us in a little bit of a different direction. I'm going to suggest that you keep it personal. In other words, mm. some people like to publicize every note they practice. We have to have the picture of the horn and the music and the office for the day and the thing. And then we got to, you know, we, everybody wants to put that out there. And what I'm suggesting is keeping those gains, those daily gains to yourself for maybe a bigger reveal later when you're ready to record something and post it. But keep this work really intimate and personal and make it about what you're, what you're doing, right? And I'd like to reference, Joe, you're going to love this, Rocky Four. Okay. Rocky. Rocky disappears into the vast wasteland. I'm so happy right now. I know you are. The va- and you're going to love the story that goes with this. The vast wasteland of Russia, Siberia, wherever he was. And he trained alone. Yeah. And, it, and emerged at the end victorious. He didn't need the daily gratification of posting that he was doing this thing. There's right. no social media during Rocky Ford. But I'm saying... But there were press conferences. If, there you, were if definitely, you're going to if you're going to reference do. Rocky, then we have it, to go back to the beginning of Rocky. There you go. Three or even Rocky four. Uh, Rocky three is better with uh, with Clubber Lang played by Mr. Uh, T. Four is well, better than three. No, no. Okay. What I mean to, for your oh, point, yes. where where <laughs> his training was open and he was mugging for the camera and taking there pictures of the fans and and Mickey was all over him about not taking it seriously. There you go. So even pre social media, there was that problem. That yeah. is the that is the equivalent of heading into the practice room and putting a picture up. And you may be thinking, well, I'm just holding myself accountable. No, you're not. What, what no. you're really doing is saying, hey, look how cool I am for practicing instead of actually practicing. Exactly. So no. you, we, what you're saying is we should all be heading to the Russian wilderness. Yes. Essentially, of your own mind. yes. <laughs> now, listen, if you add up all of those posts of the 100 days of practice... I waited till both of you were taking a drink. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it is our, it is our say, favorite thing. I gotta say, I, I nailed that. And you took just the time it took to make the right post with the right filter and all that stuff. Oh man, if you had those minutes back, you might win the audition. Or you, so might, actually, just, or you might actually practice hundred days or you in a might row. Practice hundred days in a row. So, but here's the side story, and you're really gonna appreciate this. I wanted to make sure that I had the right training montage in mind. Right. Okay. When I was yeah. talking about this, because I knew you were going to fact check me in real oh, time. I'm all over Rocky Four. That you're so right. He's the I Russian went, wilderness. Yeah. Rocky Four training montage. I hit play, and I looked because Elliot was sitting at the table next to me, but couldn't see my screen. And I swear to you, it the music started, and at six seconds in, he looked back at me and said, "Rocky Four." see that's that's why he's my boy (laughs) your son sure (laughs) but if you go to listen to that yeah and listen only six seconds in for him to nail that that was really remarkable he was like yeah he was all over that but what i'm saying i guess in all this is that there is this this expectation this tendency to put it out there because everyone else does but what i'm saying is if you're really serious about it keep it personal because the growth is going to be incremental and be satisfied with that and at the end of every practice session, you should stand on top of a mountain and, and yell, Drago! Right? Yes. That's what you're saying? Yes. Every single so this time. Is, this is what you're saying. But just do it somewhere where no one can hear you. Right. You know, this is I, I, <laughs> this is very important. I, I, we're, we're joking about Rocky <laughs> We're having Ford, a good time with it. Everyone should see it. It is the best mon, uh, well, training montage sh- of all time. You um, should see all of them. But yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Four is the best. Well... Oh, is four the best? Four's the best training montage. It is the best training montage, not the best movie. Yeah, and we the best movie. I've discussed this order before. We we yeah. all have discussed yeah, our order. Right. On this, That's but. right. But the idea of your practice is your business. Yeah, and it's better. I promise you. If I know the 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 pressures people can feel to put stuff online so that they are you know, feel part of something or that they're accountable or that the uh, part of or the cool kids club. Maybe they want a pat on the back. Yeah. Or you want other people to say, Hey, good for you for practicing. But that's not what this is about. This is individual. This is yes. private. This is your work for you. And if you're doing this right, you don't, you not only shouldn't don't post about it. You don't have to post about it because the results will show when you perform. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what really matters is that you want to step out there and feel confident, comfortable, prepared, and then and then happy with your performance. And then you don't need other people coming up saying, oh, good for you for practicing, because you will walk off stage going, wow, I did good work. And that's right. what we're really after here. Yeah. 
it's just that there is this draw to make it less personal. I think then that's that in and of itself is a distraction. Oh, Keep, huge right? distraction. Huge distraction. Sure. Keep it personal. And I understand the accountability part of it. I'm going to put this out there and I and I'm going to make sure that it's good enough before I do. So maybe that drives you toward accomplishing something. But man, I there think are lots a better way of, to go. There are lots of kids who have uh, Instagram practice accounts. Yes. Not their normal account, just their practice account. And they put up, you know, what they're working on in the practice room. Now, I don't normally check a lot of these out, but I've had my students share here. Have you seen? Have you seen? I'm thinking, well, that doesn't sound like practice to me most of the time. What it sounds to me is like, hey, I got this and it sounds really good. So I'm going to put this on my practice account so that other people will be like, oh, my gosh, you sound so great. Right. And so energy <laughs> and corporate actually practicing entering Gene's corporate's voice on my head again, which is don't practice what you can already play. Yeah. Well, right. That, so that's what I mean is that yeah. doesn't sound like practice because no. I will guarantee if you come by uh, my my office in the past couple of days and you've heard me trying to work through this solo for next week, you've been like, ooh, rough. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Joey? <laughs> like, I wonder who's using Joey's office. I'm like, oh, no, that's me. I've told my students, I guarantee that people have walked past here thinking, oh, that student really needs some work and I'm the only one in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that happens because what I'm practicing is what needs to be done, right. not stuff I'm already good at. Well, and you have to be okay with that, right? Like uh, I, my students know all the time, like the door closes in the office, it's trumpet sanctuary. It's mm-hmm. all fair game. The, the 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 success, the failures, in fact, we hope for a ton of failures. Like sometimes they'll come in and say, I feel terrible the way I'm playing this today. I'm like, what better place to have a bad day right. than right here, and right? Th- but this can be the hard part of when you're in college. Because when you're in high school, and if you're in your own room at home, and nobody else in the house is a musician, maybe you don't feel as bad sounding bad. But when mm-hmm. you're in college, and you're in the practice room, and the person in the practice room next to you, you perceive sounds really good, then you're worried that, oh, if I sound bad, they're going to think I suck, and then they think I'm a terrible human being. And this is a hard thing to get around. So this is why mm-hmm. you got to think. And I mean, I this is how I consider this. When I step into a practice room, when I close the door of my office, I'm in a black hole. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So no sound comes in, no sound goes out. So, I mean, intellectually, I know people can walk by and know, they can hear it and go, oh, my gosh, what's happening in there? (laughs) But I don't, I I stopped caring a long time ago. But even as an undergrad, you know, I remember thinking, I'm going to sit here and practice. And, hey, people walk by and, and are thinking, how did that guy get in here? This is not my concern because this is what's getting me where I want to be going. Yeah. Yeah. So you've I got to find saying, a way to let that part go. It's hard. And in college, this is real and this is hard. Yeah. Right. So you've got yeah. to make sure you really work towards that idea of in the practice room, I'm getting better. So if I sound terrible, that's just going to be part of the process. Yeah, it needs to be. What I do is if I'm in there sounding bad and a student later will say, man, was that you at three o'clock? I'll say, no, it was one of my high school students. <laughs> that's what I do. I blame someone else. Obviously, yeah. Some, shift, someone from brass class who needed a lesson. You and know. if you need to, I know uh, when I was going to music school, uh, the people used to, you know, cover up the, the little windows and right, the doors and stuff right. like that. If you need to do that, I just always sat with my back to whatever that window is. So yeah. if people are peering in, I just didn't know. You don't know, yeah. Right. But if you're sitting there looking at the window, yet another distraction. If you're worried about other people's perception of what you're doing in that room, that's just another layer of, of distraction that's not allowing you to get what to what you want to be doing. Yeah. I think I think people also while they're playing a passage, they will be analyzing what they just played while they're playing the next several several notes. Mm-hmm. I would remind people that that takes a huge amount of mental energy and bandwidth to do that. Wait till you get to the end of the phrase that you're practicing, then stop, then analyze what you just did. If you need help doing that, just record yourself. Um, but that, that's a that's a big part of figuring out where your brain actually is. What are you actually thinking about? And you've got to stay in the moment and then keep thinking slightly ahead. You can't be analyzing what you did, especially in performance, right? Well, especially especially in performance. But here's the point, right? Like what we are suggesting is that there are positive activities. There are positive things your brain could be doing while you're playing, even if it's not about the notes. And then there are those negative things. You can't be judging and assessing. You can't be focused on something else. You can use imagery. Right. You can right. do all those things, but you can't be doing this self-assessment while you're playing. That's that's as bad a noise as anything else. Right. No, you got to wait until you're done and you'll remember it just happened. 
put yeah, the horn. It's down not that say, long ago. It's four right. seconds. Yeah, you put the horn down and say, "All right, how did that go?" And and then you can say, "Huh, okay," and then make some judgments about what to do next. Absolutely right. Yeah. But if yeah, if you're trying to do that in the moment, oh yeah, you're going to drive yourself insane. Not cool. Yeah. Not good at all. And you've got to do things to protect that space away from that space too, right? I mean, there are you have to make sure other things are done. You have to make sure homework is done. You have to make sure that you've called everyone you were supposed to or set up the appointment you were supposed to or whatever it happens to be because if not then you're not protecting that practice space well right because then your your brain is even more cluttered with all the stuff that you didn't take care of or still need to do and all of mm -hmm. that then you feel, and if you feel rushed or late or pushed then all of that stuff just gets in the way of you being able to be calm uh, calm of both just you know physically calm but also mentally calm so yeah. that you can get some stuff done yeah, I mean, this this dawned on me years ago, and I think about if I do all the things that I'm supposed to to be productive and to take care of myself, there are not enough hours in the day to do that. Yeah. So, which is probably why I never feel bored. But if I'm supposed to be taking care of my body and my mind and my spirit and my work, all, all those things, how do you have time, right? I know we have to create downtime. We have to create space away. But, but all that other stuff needs to be done so you can create sanctuary to practice. Mm -hmm. And without it, no shot. No shot. Yeah, this is this is vital, vital, vital. You get caught up in very bad habits can creep in very easily into your playing if you're not aware. Um, if you don't stay actively aware and you're focused on what you're doing and how you're playing and and how you're singing to the line, how the music's working, very bad habits come in uh, very yeah. quickly. And uh, pretty soon you're a few weeks down the road and all of a sudden things stop working yeah. and you have to rebuild that. Yeah. Right, right. Because you can either get to the point of, I want to be working ahead so I can do everything I need to, or if you find yourself chasing your tail, <laughs> like, oh, if I could mm -hmm. just get through, and I could just get through, and if I could just get through this and just get through this, eventually you're you're headed for a crash. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Doubt. It's not okay. Um, I want to just maybe we can wrap this up. I want to talk about some resources now. Brian mentioned Headspace, which I have not tried, but I've heard amazing things about that. And of course, I did the shameless plug for my own book, um, so I won't. You know, I'm, I don't want to talk about that you anymore. A, you have a book? I don't want to talk about it. You I just thought talked I, about, I just thought just I talked about it. No, I bet I don't. So I won't mention it. So I don't talk about it. And then, but um, but, but but mentioning it is talking about it, which you've now done twice. <laughs> But realize, I want you to realize that the only reason I'm mentioning it is because it drives you insane. That's three times. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not really talking about it. Four. Now I just say it, and people know I'm talking about it. Five. Five and six. <laughs> but uh, I would like to point everyone toward the work that Ashley Hall is doing. Because Ashley has done some, she did a session for my students, uh, it was a Zoom session uh, some months ago that was outstanding. And she talks a lot about this negative talk and this, this sure. the voices in the head and how to manage that. And I would, you know, uh, Ashley's done some great things with that. So she, she's another great resource. She is uh, terrific. And any other resources you guys can think of that we might point folks toward? Yes. There's a, there's a great book called The Art of Practicing. Um, you can get it on Amazon for 17 bucks. It's a great book. Um, is it a music book, Brian, or practicing it's a, anything? It's a music book. Okay. Um, there's an, the other book that I think is, is fantastic and helps um, sort of helps you sort of analyze how you're practicing and what your brain's doing um, and how to, how to keep track of what it's doing is um, uh, the talent code, the Dan Coyle book. Of course. Yeah. Um, I think it's super, super important. And, and I think the, it's important to practice practicing no matter what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. But to be in the that art of practicing, you know, like you just like you just said, no matter what it is. I mean, I I find this in, you know, in cycling or in writing or anything else that you have to have the discipline of creating that space as we're talking about and having very specific things to chase down. But you have to practice that process. I think Belk talks about that too. Um, he was talking to me at one point about being creative, mm -hmm. and he said um, it takes time. If you want to develop the ability to think that way, you have to set up time every day to give yourself space to think that way. Right, right. Um, yeah. It was yeah. very, it's very intentional on his part. Yep. Um, yeah, none of this happens, happens by accident. Uh, and those are all great resources. But it is literally a lifestyle change. Think of this like, uh, think of this like a diet. Like, so people who mm. want to, uh, who deal with weight issues or sometimes people are looking for a quick fix right uh, yes there is no quick fix 
there's a lifestyle you must adopt. If you want to be practicing well, you need you need space, time, intentionality, and you know, and a clear mm-hmm. headspace. And so you have to make that part of your lifestyle, which as Bill said, you know, also involves taking care of all of those other things so that you have that time and space and can walk into a room clear of mind to be able to do this. This can be for some people, I mean, literally a lifestyle change, yeah. but it's worth it. Right. right? It's, it's totally it's worth, worth it. it. It's necessary. Uh, otherwise, otherwise you're just hoping for the best. And that's a really scary way to go through a professional life going, boy, I hope this works out. As we've talked about before, <laughs> sprinkling it with hope. Exactly. It's <laughs> right. not gonna, that's a great line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Life informs art, informs life. Yeah. Uh, nice voice. Well, listen, let's uh, move on to no offense. Thinking you can create anything of beauty on a noisy, cluttered canvas is problematic. Each time we set out to improve our artistry, we deserve a blank slate, a gorgeous, clean, quiet canvas on which to create art. And if you think that you can get better and practice with all this extra noise going around, you're doing it wrong. Way wrong. Way wrong. Stop it. If you just think, well, yeah, but now I'll just put this on top of everything else. That's mm-hmm. already not working. Mm-hmm. You're just you're setting yourself up for failure, and then when you're surprised by it, you'll you'll keep doing the same thing. And we've seen this. We we've watched this with people that seem perpetually confused. That when they do everything wrong over and over and over again, they're still not happy with the result. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we're we're encouraging you to I, I like this idea, Joey, of the lifestyle change. It is that. And it's a you know, I, I don't buy into the New Year's resolution thing too much, but it is a great time to try this, you know, to go back with a different set of expectations for how we practice and how yeah. we get better. Absolutely. You need it. Totally yeah, keep, need it. Keep track of what your brain's doing. Yeah, and that, that idea too of journaling so you can keep track of how it's been going and all that is is a great way too. And maybe use the journaling as your outlet rather than the social media. Right. right? If Again, only there was, you know, like if we had some sort of portable electronic device you could just type right into. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And there's that. Yeah. I still like Brian's idea of writing it down on a piece of paper with a pencil. It's very helpful. You know, kind of like your calendar. It would be just, it's Who, like. Not my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's mine. It's right within reach. I can get it from here. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Well, boys, that should about do it for today. Stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors. Keep it personal and quiet that noise. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.